Hi, this is Sam Chamberlain, and welcome to Things to Ponder, the sermon podcast from St. Mary's United Church of Christ in Silver Run, Maryland. Follow along with St. Mary's at stmarysucc.org or on Facebook and Instagram. Wishing you peace and good, my friends. Good morning. Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and Andrew his brother. They were casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Jesus said to them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. They immediately left their nets and followed him. Matthew chapter four, verse 19. This morning, I'd like to spend some time with St. Peter. During my visits with the Jesuits, I was encouraged to try a different type of prayer, contemplative prayer versus meditative. All my life, I had been a meditative prayer. Now they were asking me to try something new. At first, I wasn't really comfortable, but I must admit, it has become a powerful way of understanding the scriptures. This morning, I'm going to be so bold as to ask you to give it a try. I'd like you to step into the shoes of St. Peter, to imagine yourself in his role. During this reflection with St. Peter, I want you to become the rock. With each encounter that I share, See yourself in his position. Watch how the other people in the scriptures react to you as St. Peter. Think about what you would say, what you would do. Live the moment in your own prayer. So I'm riding my John Deere at the homestead. My family will tell you one of my favorite activities. And at the end of the lane, someone is approaching. I don't recognize my unannounced visitor. He looks into my eyes and he offers, follow me and I will make you farmers of men. So I immediately stop the tractor in the middle of my very careful mowing patterns, created at Penn State, of course, and I follow him. Really? Is that how I would react I don't think so. Would you, could you, drop your net and follow him? Would your faith allow you to set aside every aspect of your life on the spot to become a fisher of men? What an invitation. What a challenge. What faith. If you are like yours truly, you might think your visitor is a bit confused, or you might even think he's a bit crazy. I do believe we are called to be fishers of men. I do believe we are called to share our faith with others, but drop everything and go? My very wise sister, Taffy, recently taught me this lesson. She has a way of teaching me things without being too stern. A pretty good approach, actually. 
She recently asked me if her and Lynn could join me for worship at St. Mary's. In her own special way, she taught me that I should have extended that invitation a long time ago. I should have cast my net to welcome my family to St. Mary's. The question is, when is the last time you invited someone to join you on Sunday morning? When was the last time your faith was extended with your family, with your friends, with a neighbor, with someone in need? We all have our familiar spot in the pews. We all sit in that designated spot almost every week. Let's put down our nets. Let's fill the spaces that are empty. Let's go fishing. Matthew chapter 15, verse 13. But who do you say that I am? Peter answered, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus replied, blessed are you, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. I say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you lose on earth will be loosed in heaven. My fellow Christians, I respectfully offer that you are the rock, that you hold the keys. See yourself as St. Peter. A biblical scholar has suggested that we update the scripture to say that you're the modern day Rocky. I was sitting in a metal trellis at the Jesuit Center. It was covered with vines and birds were visiting in and out with the vines in a flurry of activity. The sunlight peeked through the various openings. It was a very serene setting. Inside the structure, there was a U-shaped bench that faced a beautiful hand-carved cross. I was thinking about St. Peter with the assigned scriptures for that day's devotions. I thought to myself, I don't really have the courage to be a fisher of men. God, maybe you could give me a sign that you want me to take this challenge. Maybe you could tell me that this is part of my responsibility. After praying for a few minutes, I got up to stretch, and sitting beside my Bible was this distinctive white rock. Now, I know what you're thinking. Here goes Lee over the edge. But when I entered that vine-covered structure, I had to be very careful where I sat. There were bird droppings all throughout the facility. I found this one small clean section on the right side of the bench facing the cross. I wiped it with my handkerchief. I'm telling you, there wasn't any rock on that bench. When I sat down, there was nothing there but bird droppings. On this rock, I will build my church. It was a miracle. 
It has been with me every day since that warm afternoon. It was an experience that I will never forget, a challenge that I can't lay down. Needless to say, this rock has been with me every day since. Revelation chapter 2, verse 17. To him that overcometh will I give to eat manna, and I will give him a white stone, and in the stone a name written, which no man knoweth, saying he that receiveth. I am confident that we have all faced stones in our path. I know the work ethic of people at St. Mary's. I know you overcome obstacles every day. The question is, are you using the keys that the Father has provided? Are you opening the doors of your heart to be that rock? Are you willing to be a part of the foundation of faith? I've always related to St. Peter. I think I share many of his character flaws. One of the most meaningful insights from St. Peter is found in Matthew chapter 16, verses 21 through 25. From that time, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised on the third day. Peter took him aside and began to argue with him, saying, Far be it from you, Lord, this shall not happen to you. But Jesus turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are an offense to me, for you are mindful of the things of men, not the things of God. If anyone desires to come after me, let them take up their cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. What profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Well, there are many lessons in this exchange. Again, I ask you, you are Peter. Jesus just shared that you are the rock. He told you, you hold the keys to the kingdom of heaven. You're feeling very good about yourself. You know that you're the leader of the band. You're feeling bold. You're feeling proud of your wisdom. With your bravado, you think it's time to straighten out the Savior. You don't want to see him killed. You begin to argue with the Son of Man. The outcome? It's almost predictable. Get behind me, Satan. Your thoughts are not of God, but the things of man. Now how do you feel? I'm crushed. I step way beyond my boundaries. But Jesus provides us with very specific instructions to get back on track. One, deny yourself. Two, take up your cross. And three, follow me. You know, I'm not sure I like the role of St. Peter. This Christian thing is much tougher than I ever predicted. Whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Are your thoughts the things of men? 
As Judy likes to remind me almost daily, Leroy, you really don't have the control. In Luke chapter 22, verses 31 through 34, the Lord predicts our limitations. Simon, Simon, indeed, Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat, but I have prayed for you that your faith should not fail. And when you have returned to me to strengthen your brethren. But Peter said to him, Lord, I am ready to go with you both to prison and to death. And the Lord replied, I tell you, Peter, the rooster shall not crow this day before you will deny three times that you know me. Do you ever have days when you feel like you're sifted like wheat? I thought that was a pretty cool expression. I've been sifted like wheat. Have you ever broadcasted your strong resolve not to fail? Have you ever expressed your personal convictions that you're not going to blink in the face of adversity? Would you, could you go to prison? Could you follow your leader to death? I've recently established a morning routine with the help of Alexa. Every day she starts me with my calendar, the weather, and then the strong crow of a rooster. I guess I figure if I start my day with a crow, there's a chance that I'll do better during the rest of the day. But the story continues in Luke chapter 22. Having arrested him, they led him and brought him into the high priest's house. Peter followed at a distance. Now when they kindled a fire in the midst of the courtyard and sat down together, Peter sat among them. A serving girl, seeing him as he sat by the fire, looked attentively at him and said, This man was also with him. But he denied Jesus, saying, Woman, I do not know him. And after a little while, another saw him and said, You also are one of them. But Peter said, Man, I am not. Then after about an hour had paused, another confidently affirmed, saying, Surely this fellow was with him, for he is a Galilean. But Peter said, Man, I do not know what you are saying. Immediately, while he was still speaking, the rooster crowed. The Lord turned and looked at Peter. Peter remembered the word of the Lord, how he said to him, Before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. Have you ever been in a situation where you knew what needed to be done but failed to step up? Have you ever been called to correct a misconception, something you knew was wrong and stayed silent? Have you ever failed to share your faith in a tough situation? Have you ever turned your back knowing the path that you were pursuing was the wrong call. I don't know him. In my office, I have a picture of Caravaggio's painting of St. Peter's denial of Christ. In it, Peter takes on our daily challenge to stay connected to our faith, but he's intimidated by the crowd, by the soldier. His fears become the outcome and the clock crows. 
The question is, are you denying you know him? Do your friends and colleagues at work know you are one of his disciples? Do you walk the talk? I'm sure most of you recall that an angel first appeared to women after the resurrection. Mark chapter 16, verses 5 through 7. Entering the tomb, they saw a young man clothed in a long white robe sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. But he said to them, Do not be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him? Go tell his disciples and Peter that he is going before you. The angel tells Mary to specifically share with Peter that Jesus is written. I must admit, all these years, I missed the specific instruction to tell Peter I am risen. St. Peter, the rock, the fisher of men, Satan, the coward, please let him know that I am risen. You see, my fellow Christians, we all have our challenges. We all have our limitations. We all have our blind spots. We all have our pride. We all lack courage in critical situations. But what we can learn from St. Peter is that we always have an opportunity to make a correction. We always have an opportunity to take a different path, to become a fisher of men, to be the rock, to take the keys and open wide the gates of heaven for those most in need. We learn in our failures that Jesus is with us even if the cock crows. We learn to lower our nets, to let go, and with God's help, our nets overflow. Thank you.